0: Episode 20 of DevTalk, I speak to Max Sokup about using Visual Studio App Center as a backend for your mobile app. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Carrie Lothrop, and today's guest is Matt Sokup. Matt is a cloud advocate at Microsoft, joined two years ago, and uh, I'm glad to have him on the show. Hello, Matt.
1: Hi, Carrie.
0: Thanks for having me on today your voice thank you for being my guest. Your your voice is so familiar because I you are a podcaster yourself and I listen to uh there are three podcasts that I haven't missed a single episode since they started. Uh one of them is the one you're on and uh that's the Xamarin Podcast.
1: Uh thanks thanks very much, Carrie. Yeah, we I I do that one with James Montemagno and that's our I guess that's our official Xamarin podcast where we go over the latest and greatest news. So, yeah, thanks a lot. I I appreciate that that you you listen every time.
0: Yeah, what you probably don't know, I was once a guest on the Xamarin podcast, uh, but th- it never aired. Uh, it was a brief episode where they started having guests. There was one guest on. I was going to be the second one, and then they reverted back to like just announcing things so this was back in the day before you joined the podcast I think it was Pierce and Mike yeah
1: that was was a long time ago I think we'll have to change it Carrie. we'll have to get you on (laughs) Um,
0: but it it got me interested in podcasting that was my first recording and and now I have my own so Uh, and it's been a lot of fun
1: it is it's a lot of fun just talking it's (laughs) talking talking shop so to speak
0: Right, and the other two podcasts I haven't missed is uh, the Merge Conflict podcast, uh, which is also James Montemagno and Frank Kruger, and the other one is completely unrelated. That's that's called AvTalk, but that's been maybe an inspiration to the uh, title of my podcast, and that's about aviation um, by Flight Radar Twenty Four. Um, so, but that's a lot of fun too.
1: <laughs> oh, cool, uh,
0: Matt, you. Um, so on the Xamarin podcast you announce new things from the world of Xamarin which is like mobile things and but there's you also talk about the the back end side of things and um, you were talking about uh, App Center and and could you cuz we haven't talked about App Center at all on the show maybe you could just walk us through what it is and who who it is for and um yeah, why people should be
1: interested in this? Sure. So traditionally, App Center got started. It's like an amalgamation of several different products, and uh, like people might be familiar with Hockey App, which is a dist- a distribution product, and people might right. be familiar with the old Xamarin Test Center as well, mm-hmm. and the Xamarin Analytics product. So, so Test Cloud, Test right? Cloud, yep, Test Cloud. That's that's mm-hmm. the name for it. And um, so we had all those different products that Microsoft has more or less acquired, and we wrapped those all up into a new product called App Center. And um, I'm kind of like glossing over a lot of the um, particulars there, but that's how you can kind of think of it. So it's this now center, where you can go to and um, you can set up continuous integration builds, You can run your tests on real devices that are essentially is the old Xamarin test cloud. You can set up a bunch Mm -hmm. of distributions. So you can distribute to like a bunch of um, your test users through ad hoc distribution, or you can just uh, set it up to go distribute right to the app store um, right on like, so you push to your main or your master branch and then it runs through the whole distribution, runs a bunch of tests that you have set up UI tests or, um, or unit tests. And pushes out to the app store that way. Or you can have crash analytics. So your app crashes, it sends back a bunch of analytics to um, App Center itself, has a really nice UI. So you can see where exactly it crashed, or mm-hmm. um, analytics as well. So you can say, All right, Carrie, you pressed on, let's say we have a weather app, and you added a new city to that weather app. Um, as we're writing that app, as an author, I can start tracking that type of stuff, so I can see where you people are using my app. So that's the traditional of App Center, what pe- a lot of people are used to.
0: Right, and and uh, th- this this is um, you're walking through it so fast. This stuff <laughs> saves so much time, as, especially in in the context of mobile projects. So um, I work in a company we we do projects for other companies basically, and. Uh, when the project is only a mobile app, then the expectation is typically, it it doesn't cost it that much. And what that means, um, but still we have our, our standards, we're not gonna um, um, like develop without source control or anything or, or continuous integration, but setting up um, like a, a continuous integration, continuous delivery pipeline for mobile can be so time consuming. <laughs> That, that uh, you basically can't offer to these or, or, or win uh, with these companies anymore if, if you try to do it all by hand, set up your own Jenkins and, and set up the build agents for Mac and for, for Windows. And um, so we've gone over to just using existing services and let other people worry about like getting the newest SDKs installed on the build server and all that stuff. So th- this is really cool stuff.
1: Yeah, what's great about it, like you said, you're letting everybody else take care of the, I guess, the infrastructure mm-hmm. portion of it. And, and you just have to worry about the stuff that you care about, which is your code. And um, what's neat about App Center is that it has the, I want to say, a very friendly user interface where it abstracts a lot of the um, the ins and outs and the real difficult things that you might find in Azure DevOps and makes puts it in a more mm-hmm. an easier user interface. So it's it lowers the um, barrier to entry for DevOps, which, which is really nice because a lot of times you might not need to tailor your pipelines that much. And so there's really no need to go over to Azure DevOps, which is super, super powerful. App Center actually uses DevOps underneath the hood. And um, so you can go over to App Center. You can point it at um, GitHub branches. You can point it at Bitbucket branches, um, several other, or of course, Azure DevOps branches as well, and uh, or source controls. Mm-hmm. And um, get started right away with um, some CI stuff. And uh, like I said, you can distribute to app stores, you can distribute to certain user or groups that do your beta testing and so on. So it's really powerful in that way. And that you're essentially, what you're doing is you're renting infrastructure, and you're just worried about the stuff that makes your apps different than the rest or your your business logic, essentially.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 so cool to, to have this this kind of service. And, and for the simplest of use cases, it seems to be completely free. So only when you, you get to, to like bigger projects do you actually have to pay right. for that. Yeah,
1: stuff. for indie developers, it's, it is going to be free that you're not really... When I was back before I joined Microsoft, I didn't have to pay for App Center at all, which is great for like proof of concept projects mm-hmm. or when you're working with a smaller company and you're not running a ton of builds. Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
0: So when you say it's hidden behind or the complexity is hidden behind a user interface, you're talking about the website that you use to, to access all these services. I'm assuming there's also a an API that you could basically trigger from from your system or from another system.
1: Right. So App Center, they call it, um, it's API driven. So everything that you can do through the website is also you can trigger through a REST API. However, I was meant talking about mm-hmm. the uh, website or the user interface. It's, yeah, it's really it's one it's good looking, and uh, two it's super easy to use. They walk you through everything, and the um, various SDKs that they have for it are, I'm going to say, they're dead simple to use. So, one other thing that came with the um, the original App Center was uh, push notifications. And, Kerry, I'm sure you're familiar with how difficult setting up push notifications are. <laughs> and uh, with App Center, the- mm-hmm. I've done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy doing it? <laughs> push sharp. Uh, um, I, n- no, I did not. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was a pain. I and mean, with App Center, it was like two lines of code. So, like, they wrapped them very nicely. And and so they took the pain out of it, and then that's one thing that they're really good with, is um, I guess taking the pain out of a lot of uh, our day to day development tasks. And as you mentioned before, they're they they're taking the stuff that we have to do every day. We like we don't have to set up a Jenkins server. They're going to do something like that similar to, for us. And the same thing with that push notification stuff like they they've taken that essentially boilerplate code that we would have to write all the time and they they implemented it
0: mm-hmm. sorry i was interrupting you I'm going through the features of app center uh, we had push notifications telemetry
1: CI/CD. W- what type of platforms is it for so app center is um so traditionally i've you and I are Xamarin developers at heart. Right. And uh, so that's what I always used to use it for Xamarin iOS, Xamarin Android. And they also had, by default, they would have um, traditional like uh, Objective C, Swift, or, or um, Kotlin slash Java for Android apps as well. But mm-hmm. what we've also have recently, what they put on there is that you can also do React Native or Cordova, even Unity okay. apps. And what's neat now is that um, we can do Windows apps as well, UWP, um, WPF, even WinForms, mm-hmm. if that's if that's what you're if that's what you're developing right now. Um, Mac OS works, but only with Objective C, not um, not with Xamarin yet, and 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 also TBOs apps mm-hmm. you can put up there and start running with um, all this CI/CD goodness. So it's it's becoming a pretty full featured. Application. I'm gonna say, well, App Center,
0: right? And um, it does replace some of these services. So, like Test Cloud went away a long time ago, and is just only available in App Center now. And yes. I, I yeah. hear Hockey App is shutting down too. So, yeah, you're gonna to have to move over to App Center if you want to keep using current
1: functionality. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, Hockey App is shutting down, and it's essentially all this same functionality that you had over there is now being rolled into App Center, and that's where the innovations happening or the future enhancements.
0: Okay. So I hear there is also some functionality to help you get started with having your uh, a backend for your app.
1: Yep, and this is a stuff that I'm I'm super excited with because as I'm sure all your listeners know that Microsoft doesn't have really a mobile backend as a service or an Mbas. Mhm. And this is what we're trying, to, we're trying to come up with here. And um, so the first two pieces are authentication and data. So what authentication is gonna be able to give us is, you're gonna be able to go into that really cool App Center user interface. And we're gonna be able to connect the, you're gonna be able to go in and click on an auth piece. And there it's just gonna say auth over on a menu. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to connect that to an Azure B2C instance or even a Firebase instance or an Auth0 instance as well. And then you essentially then have a authentication provider hooked up. So once you click on it, there's a couple steps going back and forth and making sure you have all the particulars hooked up, make sure you have your keys and whatnot. And then once that's done, you get this great um, App Center SDK Mm -hmm. which wraps um, the Microsoft Authentication Library, which is kind of a low-level library. And the um, API for the App Center SDK is just, it's sign-in or it's probably login or sign-in. I forget exactly what it is. Sign-out. And I believe the sign-in one does both sign-in where it actually pops up the web view and also does a sign-in or silent silent as well. So. Yeah, it's, it does a lot of the work for you, again, making it really easy.
0: So this is an SDK you include as part of your app, like as a Nougat package for for Xamarin
1: apps, or uh, is it available for all these platforms you were mentioning? Correct. Um, so today, right now, it's available for Xamarin. Um, React Native is coming. I'm not sure if it's out right now or not, but okay. it's, it's going to be on the heels of Xamarin and also the two... Um, Traditionally, native, uh, Android and iOS, as like well. real Native, 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 native. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, and um, so that's easy to incorporate. You, you mentioned some some keys. So, so there's a. Let me get this right. There's a, a server side or in app center, a server side component where you do some setup setup to, for example, say which authentication service you're gonna use, like Azure B2C or or with with this key and with those credentials or something like that. That's all on the server side. And then on the app side, you just have to somehow tell it which App Center server it is.
1: Right, so on the um, server side, through the App Center portal, what Mm -hmm. you're gonna do is that you go into the auth section, and it essentially say you start on the wizard and you mm-hmm. say, all right, I'm going to start connecting with Azure AD B2C. And um, your first step is you select which subscription you want to use. After okay. that, you say which B2C tenant you want to use. And within that B2C tenant, you can select then which application you want to use, um, various scopes and which policy. Policy meaning um, which it's a sign in flow. So mm-hmm. various sign and flows you can customize the way that web view looks. So it, it, what it does is App Center gives you a, a wizard to step through and uh, connect your App Center to the B two C tenant. Um, so it, it kind of gives it's So B two C before when you hooked it up with MCell you'd have to know the B two C GUID. You'd have mm-hmm. to know which the uh, application name, send over the scope name. So you're doing all this beforehand through the App Center portal, and that way you don't have to worry about it when you actually get to your app. So when you when you do get to your app, all you're doing is sending over um, App Center key, which is a, which is um, you get through the portal as well. So it's another GUID that you just init 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 it's it's with the app center sdk it's a it is a new git package and you just do um, auth.init or auth.start pass mm-hmm. in that guid and away you go that's how you hook up with your app center instance
0: okay and and this guid i am assuming so um, <laughs> let's take a step back sure. uh, we uh, you and i met each other 3 years ago at Xamarin Evolve, uh, the last uh, um, instantiation of of Xamarin Evolve in Orlando, and we both had talks. And I had a talk. Uh, can you tell me what what you were talking about back then? I talked on uh, de-
1: developing TVOS apps.
0: Ah, and and this was this was fairly new at the time uh, for yep. the Xamarin world, at least. Yeah. Okay, and um, mine was about app security, and uh, there is an example. I showed in that talk um, on um, how not to do uh, um, like backend as a service. And it uh, the example used the uh, Parse, which was uh, like a backend as a service offering that doesn't exist anymore. I think it was bought by Facebook and then they shut it down. Mm-hmm. And what happened is like you you had like a, a here, take this username and password uh, or this this key and or, or or ID and and token and put that into your app, and um, then you can use this backend. And they used it to store all, all sorts of data. And um, there were some security researchers who just went through the Android store and looked uh, for um, applications that were using the Parse SDK, and then they just looked at which which keys were they using or the, the the which parse key were they using to identify to identify it towards the server or to, towards the backend as a service. And then they just checked what could they do with that information. And the results were pretty bad because um, it, like mostly they could not only access the data from their own app, but from all of the users of that one app, because um, they were, uh, just using that key as the only method to, to restrict access to the backend there or, or to, to all the data in the backend. And I'm assuming, um, and actually when App Center was announced f- and at the MVP summit a couple of years ago, I talked to one of the developers there and they, they said this ID uh, is no longer like the... the key to all your data, it, it is just an identifier telling the backend which which app it is that is accessing the service, but it doesn't get you anywhere. And you typically have the data still separated per user or, or per app instance that is accessing the backend. Maybe this is a different feature. Uh, you, you were saying it, it, the um, app center also offers uh, data storage,
1: Right, so yeah, as I was going through explaining how you would uh, start up and initialize App Center, and I said you pass it a GUID, I started thinking in my head, yeah, that's not the right way you want to do it. But um, yeah, so what sh- all you would get with that application ID is mm-hmm. the ability to essentially push data. So if somebody did steal it, they'd be able to allow the, the to do like some crash analytics possibly. So that is something okay. you do want to. They wouldn't be able to read any data, but they might be able to push data. So that is something mm-hmm. that you want to be aware of. And it, actually, it's something I want to bring up with the team to make sure I do understand that correctly because that is something we want to be aware of, um, especially on the Android end, right? Yeah, okay. So, but on um, it's now as far as storing data, so let's, let's get into that a little bit. So authentication mm-hmm. does authentication. And then um, after you go through and you authenticate you are who you say you are through, let's say, B2C, which could be regular email password or, let's say, Twitter or Facebook login. You come back and then um, you get an ID token, both an ID token and an access token. And at that point, they're going to expire based on how long you set that up for in B2C. So let's say about 60 minutes. And that token is what you use to get at Uh, the data that is set up through App Center. Now that data is backed into Cosmos DB and it's based off of a, Cosmos is a NoSQL database and Mm -hmm. it's based off a specific document type. So the way App Center then works then is that it has both public documents. So that's something that both you and I could read if we have an account set up, Carrie. So it's public. Anybody could read it. Who yeah. um, is using our app? And then we have private accounts. And uh, the way Cosmos works is that it has partitions, and so the private account is your partition only, my partition only, then, and that's granted by the the key that you get back from the auth portion. So mm-hmm. that the way Cosmos works then is um, I can get, it can grant access down to the individual document. In this case, we're granting access to a partition. So long story short, setting up data through App Center is done kind of in the same way as you would through Auth where you're going through this wizard to pick out which Cosmos database you want. And then you um, use the SDK to go back and forth. It has um, back and forth meaning reading and writing data. You can do public, Mm -hmm. you can do offline, or public, private, you can do offline. There is still a preview, and they're currently working on conflict resolution. So both you and I then can access shared documents. So this would be, um, so the public documents right now are read-only once they get written. So you cannot update them. But now we're going to work on like these shared documents. So both you and I can Read and write the same document. So it's like a private shared document. Okay. And um, so that's coming. That's not released yet. And let's see, what else am I trying to think that's coming there? And uh, right now it's, uh, like I said, Cosmos. Eventually it's going to be, they're going to support SQL Server as well, because that's a lot of people are still using that uh, relational. Mm-hmm. And also we're looking at real time. Data as well that we need to have, where um, I write something and it's instantly available to you as well. So it kind of essentially pushes it everywhere, but it's not necessarily a push notification.
0: Yeah. So, but what you're saying, and then also when I when I talked to the the team back then when App Center was first announced, it sounds like they they're very well aware of this problem, and um, they give you or or they take your hand and walk you through, um, getting your, your data secure. Um, the, the decision to have like private data, uh, is, is, is something that, that means the data you're storing in the app center backend is tied to that, uh, authenticated user. And only that user can access that part of the data. And, and you have to make a conscious decision to make this public and, um, and then, then, of course, you have to be aware that everybody can anybody can access that, and then it should should really be public data. Uh, but they make it easy for you to make something private. And this is something that uh, back then Parse offered, but they didn't make it very obvious, obvious to people or to developers, that they were just uh, storing. it's like, you have, like, you have a SQL server in the cloud, you directly access the SQL server and all user data is in all tables and all users can access all data. That's basically what it was. And uh, th- this makes it much e- easier to, to really separate that data and, and keep users from accessing each other's data.
1: That's interesting about Parse. I, I remember using it, but I never got that deep into it. So yeah, I interesting that they put everything into essentially one table or give everybody access to all tables.
0: In, in the simple example, is just here. Put this key into your app, and um, just um, go for it. And this is how you you write to a table, and and the user is not aware that this is a, a table, the same table for uh, for all apps, and not just for this user.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because an app center, what it is, yeah, like I mentioned, you get the token back, and that token is only good essentially for one table or mm-hmm. a partition. So. Okay. My my data is going to one table. Yours is going to another one. is a Is a good way to visualize it, right? And that's a, that's a good separation.
0: And it's just the thing you have to be aware of is uh, just know this key is in your app, and somebody is going to be able to get a hold of that key. E- even if you try to obfuscate it or encrypt it, at some point you're going to have to have it completely decrypted and pass it over to the to the App Center API. And if somebody is is um, actively monitoring your app, they could basically read that string. Even if it was sent from a server or it was embedded into an image or anything. Uh, at at the point it gets passed to the API, then it's visible. And so you just have to be aware of what is possible if somebody has that that key, because it's not
1: private. At some point, it's it's gonna you can really scare yourself when you think about how public everything that you do at some point is Mm -hmm. it's something that you definitely have to watch out for though because it is i mean you can everything is if you put it in an app somebody can get at it somehow nothing is ever truly 100 percent safe (laughs) right and especially if you put it into your app bundle you know (laughs) right (laughs) right it on
0: the app store people can just take it apart it's just a It's a matter of uh, how much effort you want to put into it to get at that information, but it is there. Exactly. I I had someone approach me after a talk and they said, "Uh, how do I obfuscate my code? I'm I'm not a big proponent of of code code obfuscation, but I I asked, so what is it you're trying to achieve? And they said, well, we have uh, patient data in our app and it has to be uh, safe. So the, the solution they came up with was obfuscating the code. Uh, I, I, well, I told them um, your code should be basically so good that anybody can read it, but still they can't get at the data because the, the data is encrypted and, and, not, and not the code. It's just a <laughs> completely wrong approach right. to that so, problem. Yeah.
1: Wow, that it almost sounds to me like they had... So I would assume the patient data was hopefully stored at least on a SQL or a SQLite database, or I assume that's what they were—they were eventually doing. I—I I don't know, <laughs> but
0: it—it their the biggest worry was getting the code oh. secure, you know. But it's—it, yeah, that's
1: security by obscurity, huh? That's
0: <laughs> yeah. Basically, you should be able to, to put the code on GitHub, and it should still be right. bulletproof. Yep, well, that's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I know you're you're a cloud advocate. Uh, that means you usually don't get to see the too many uh, like customer apps or real world apps. H- have you used any of this in in an in an app or in a, or maybe an example app? Um yeah. So I use them.
1: Yeah, I unfortunately don't get to develop any real world apps any longer. Um, Right. So that's one of the reasons I I like doing, I'm going to plug this now, my office hours, uh, ms slash office dash hours so I can talk to people about the real real world apps that they are developing. But yeah, I don't get to Mm -hmm. develop any. However, I have put this into a couple different sample apps. One that I just did at the Xamarin Developer Summit that we had this past July. And um, it's, for preview technology, it's working very, very well. I even hooked in some Azure functions with it for my for the authentication piece. And it just it mm-hmm. seamlessly works. That token that you're getting back is a real B2C token. So anything that you can use to pass a B2C token for works with it. So it's not like the special App Center only type token that only App Center can read. It's 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 a it's a JWT token, which is which is great. Okay. Yeah, it's really been truth be told, only since I mean maybe just a step above proof of concepts that I'm working with, demos. But um, everything that I've touched with it has been just fine. And I'm actually putting a demo together right now for .NET Conf, which is coming up pretty soon. So it's going to be a uh, yep uh, live streamed. That's the the live streamed yep. worldwide event it's coming up. Um, on, at towards the end of September and so I'll be using both authentication, I'll be using uh, data and I'm taking one of uh, James Montemagno's uh, apps that he just did on his live stream, he made it look really good and so I'm going to add some um, he, it's a weather app and I'm going to add actually some functionality to it to make it actually pull the weather down and so you can save various locations and you can read it and, and um, by saving a location you log in and, uh, so you can view it on different devices that you want. So, yeah, nice. And we're going to do it in 30 minutes. or life. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> so at some point there has to be like the tipping point where I, uh, I run out of things app center can do for me. So th- there must be, uh, this point where I say, oh no, now I have to write my own backend. Um, or, or like my host my own server, uh, how far do you think you can you can get with just using this backend as a service?
1: That's a that's a really good question. And it's something that I, I, I've been thinking about a lot is um, where do you, how far can you scale? Like, mm-hmm. so for app centers, um, build and test, eventually you do run out Eventually, you need to customize it so much that you have to transition over to DevOps. And where's the line? Well, it's different for everybody. So it's hard to say exactly, so give it like prescriptive guidance and say, you know, this is exactly when you need to switch over. And mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the answer for um, the MBAS portion of App Center as well. So eventually, um, I'm going to say, at least for Auth, is when you start doing some really tricky um, user flows where let's say you want to start integrating a lot of like multi-factor authentication into mm-hmm. it. Or you really need to, as much as I hate saying this, if you want to do um ROPC, which is resource owner flow, what that means is instead of showing a web view to log in, you just want to have a. Display your own uh, text boxes for username, password. Mm-hmm. Don't don't recommend doing that. But if you want to, that's going to fall outside of what App Center is going to let you do. Okay. So once you get to those types of scenarios, that's when you're going to kind of outgrow what App Center gives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the data side, um, right now you can't do the like shared documents. So. Obviously, you're going to outgrow that. It doesn't do real time yet, so if you want to, if you want to roll your own there, so I, I guess it's it's going to be hard to actually pick a, an exact stopping point, but it's going to be something that I think that you're going to be you're going to know it when you see it, and um, right. yeah. So and now whether you would want to host your own, I don't know, just because there's so much other work that comes with it so yeah it's it, and it's the same thing with other other um, uh, MBAS services like firebase and such where where do you know where does it stop like at scale as well like when do you have to transition off to uh more robust products and when i say robust i mean um the full featured versions of what firebase wraps up and gives you so yeah, it's it's one of those things where yeah, you you only kind of know it once you reach the point, right? And that's a good problem to have.
0: <laughs> I, I was I wasn't talking about like hosting your own on your own server. I, I mean, you, you can you can set up a backend pre- pretty easily, uh, like even like an a- Azure function can be a, a backend for your app, right? So it doesn't have to be uh, like like. Uh, that uh, Jenkins experience,
1: Jenkins experience we were talking about earlier okay uh, we have to do everything yourself so and interestingly enough is that um that's one of the next features on app Center's roadmap is to get Azure functions into it as well so yeah so yeah it's a it's a weird kind of a hazy line a fuzzy line of where of where you transition off to the underlying services themselves right
0: yeah so, is there anything we else we have to know about App Center? Um, we, we're going to put the links to the the apps you mentioned or the the examples you mentioned in the show notes and uh, links to App Center itself. Where can people get started?
1: I would. Well, obviously, the documentation is a great way to get started. Uh, they do. They're doing a really good job of kind of walking you step by step through everything to get you up and running. Another great place to go is their GitHub repo. So as they build mm-hmm. out these new um, MBAS services, they are laying out their monthly plans and they welcome community comments on them as to what they should be doing, what they might be doing wrong and feel free to go out there and let them know what you think. And the the um, PMs for the apps for App Center are the people who are steering the product to um, feature completion, love talking to the community and get, getting feedback as well. So, put it go up there, raise some issues, and um, they are very responsive, and they'll and they'll get back to you. So that's that's one place where I would definitely go. And um, the once you do log into App Center, there's going to be like a little smiley face in the lower lower right hand corner, and you can go in there and just uh, type in a question. And uh, those are actually the PMs there who will get back to you and answer answer what you're looking for so that's another good place to
0: go and learn that's nice great okay well thank you so much matt oh thank you carrie yeah so i'll I'll put those links up and and um it was really nice having you on the show and and hearing your voice and and not only on the podcast but talking to you so thanks
1: thank you carrie it's my pleasure
0: this has been another episode of dev talk and we'll see each other again in two weeks.
1: Bye-bye.